Hey, what's going on, everybody? Today is December 7th. It's Thursday, and you are listening and watching the Daily AI Show Live. And as you can see on the screen, if you can see it, we're talking about transforming images into motion uh, and all the kind of new cool things that have come around to that. So that's sort of what we're focusing on today. And we had Carl. We lost Carl. <laughs> Carl's back <laughs> with a haircut. Um, so today we got Junmi, Beth, Carl, Andy, and I'm Brian. And uh, like I said, today in the intro, we're, we're talking about sort of some of these newer tools. Some of them have been around for a while. It's not like this happened yesterday. There's been, you know, this idea of taking an image and, and creating some sort of motion to it um, has been around for, I'm sure, beyond 2023. I've only really been messing around with it. But I mean, I was looking back at some runway stuff I created. and It was eight months old. It was pretty rudimentary, but it was a, it was, you know, the first thing I tried to mess around on with like is eight months ago. And I'm sure it goes back earlier than that. So what we wanted to do is bring back up this topic because it just seemed like in the last couple of weeks, there's been some, some real good leaps, uh, some of the tools, and we'll go through some of them today and talk about, you know, what we're currently using, where I, I'll tell you where I think, you know, some of these have value, um, it could be used right away, but you know, in painting and different things that you could do where you can now start to isolate and mask different parts of an image that you now want to have, um, you know, motion to them. And then, you know, I don't know, Jimmy, do you want to kind of kick things off with talking about uh, Pika? Because uh, we talked about this big announcement that Pika Labs came out with, um, I don't know, a week ago. Andy, you mentioned it on mm -hmm. one of our AI shows. I think one of our, our new shows. They had a huge round of investment, if I'm not mistaken, um, like a half and well, what, 50 million, yeah, something 50 like that. Um, and it's a really interesting story on how that company was built out. They started building sort of free and had some beta versions in in um, in uh, uh, Discord, uh, like you have for Midjourney. And now they're starting, they have basically a wait list. So I don't know, Jimmy, do you want to kind of kick things off maybe with that tool and what you know? And I have a little show I can share from a YouTube video that when I was researching it as well. Sure, sure, sure. So uh, like Midjourney, uh, their primary interface currently, um, this is for pre-Pika 1.0, and that was the the big announcement uh, last week is that they're releasing their, their full stable release. Um, that's still on a wait list. Uh, <laughs> haven't gotten called up uh, to the majors yet on that. But uh, yeah, they do everything through Discord. It's it's a similar process, you know, slash create, and then you put in your uh, your prompt. Now, I did uh, do a little bit of an output with the most simplest of prompts, and so I can bring that up really quick um, to show to show everyone um, where we are. And this again, this is pre um, this is pre one uh, All right, so let me pull that up here. So, so just to be clear, this is what you were able to do through the Discord? This is uh, what I was able to do through the okay. Discord. This was a simple prompt. This was like, make it 16 by 9, and I want to see a cliff diver. All right, right, here we go. And so you're you're getting your, your, uh, your standard artifacts and a little demorphing and, and things like that. Um, so along those lines... I'd say it's you know it's pretty much what you're going to see in in runway and other tools like that, um, but I I'm really excited to see what 1.0 is is going to be like. 
And again, like I said, this is this is real simple. I I did not like spend hours trying to prompt engineer for the for the best yeah, thing. Yeah. But this is what you can get for five seconds if you if you're right. just doing it for five seconds. This is what you can get out of it. So I mean, I I thought that was uh, that was a that was a pretty good effort. Um, it does look like it's video. So uh, the the elements that it's chosen, we can see a little bit of movement on there. And just saying, Cliff Diver gave gave it all of the uh, inputs that it need to needed to know what the basic um, uh, the basic elements were. Yeah, and I think just to sort of add to that, because that's kind of where we are right now. I pulled up this video and I just put it on one point five. Now I do have the tab and the audio on, so everybody should be able to hear this hopefully. But mm -hmm. the new feature is video to video, and this allows you to transform an existing video into another style with a text prompt. This is something we've seen previously in early versions of Runway Gen 1, Kyber, and Pika seems to have the most polish on their video to video model, though I wouldn't put it past Runway to update Gen 1 soon in a competition with them. Maybe the most valuable to content creators is the ability to use AI to manipulate aspect ratios. So Pika's aware most content creators don't just want it widescreen. They also want to be able to put it in formats for TikTok, Instagram, YouTube shorts. So they've built in a feature that can use generative AI to help expand the canvas of a video and flawlessly fill in the unused space so the video looks great in any format. They've also had a generative fill editing tool so you can replace individual objects in a scene just based on a prompt. So you can see it's still a little bit blurry, but this is very early stage and soon we're gonna have amazing new implications for product advertisements in particular. If you're in the business of entertainment, you're probably most looking forward to the high quality of CGI animation that we're seeing. And this is the first time mm -hmm. for sure that we've seen anything like this for text video that could be passed off potentially as work from Pixar or DreamWorks to the untrained eye. So it's edging close to the quality level that Pixar's Renderman software gets to, where it has nuanced facial expressions, lifelike lighting, and celebrities that look easily identifiable. And finally, a big quality of life update. Pika is allowing users to extend clip length beyond three seconds. The mechanics of this aren't 100% clear yet, but it looks as though it's just going to operate similar to Runway, where you do an initial generation and extend that clip. If you want to sign up for Pika Labs, you can do so at Pika. Okay, so yeah. I thought that was just interesting um, because, you know, they kind of gave a... Um, just a quick overview of what's coming in Pika. Now these, like everything, like Gemini yesterday being announced and everything else. I mean, Carly, you were saying this in the AI exchange. We always tend to get a little bit of this. Um, Matt Wolf talks about this on his channel too. Very curated, selected, best of the best. I mean, I'm not even, I'm not mad at anybody, any business for doing that, but that, but it is important to know that that is probably what we're seeing. So when, when you see these like, exactly like Gemini's yesterday. Okay, is that what I can do once I get access to all this Gemini Ultra next year? Or did you pick the best of the best and this is the only time it ever recognized the blue duck in the middle of the ocean on a map, right? Which if you know, you know what that is from yesterday from, from the big announcements of Gemini. So with Pika, is this like, I mean, when you look at that Pixar-esque animation, I mean, it's really, really impressive, but what are we looking at? Or are we looking at, um, you know, an upgrade version like we see with like, uh, like we see with HeyGen, where it's like, hey, you can do this for a certain price, but if you want the good stuff, it's it's seventy five dollars. It's whatever it is. Or I don't know. I mean, I, I, what's your guys' take on it? Do you think this is as good as what we're seeing in the previews, or is this like? Is this cherry picked a little bit? Uh, oh, it's definitely cherry picked. Yeah, there, there's, yeah, hundred um, percent. But that isn't necessarily a, a totally bad thing. I think that it means that the, uh, wh whoever created it for them or you know mm. through their team um, knows what they're doing, right? Sure. So they're they're putting in the proper time and everything like that. So it, it just like anything else, you you've got to understand how to use it and ex experiment it uh, with it and, and things like that. I think it's a great bar to try to achieve. I think it'll be a huge success for them if the barrier is low to achieve that bar. 
but we won't we won't see that until people get into it right mm -hmm. uh, I, but I wanna, yeah <laughs> it's 100% cherry pick but it's great inspiration yeah so let me let me go back to the uh to the sort of the main theme of this of this show which is image to to video image to motion in a video sequence and i just want to say that there's in my mind anyway there's three different classes of these advances in video one is text to video <clears throat> including text to multiple scene videos right where it's making transitions across different conceived images that and and, and videos that are created from your text prompts so you lay out a series of scenes and does that then there's image to video, uh, which is really what we're talking about here is take a still image, which most people have access to, but you also now with smartphones have access to video, right? And so you can take video. So there's video to video. And, and what you didn't see, if you're listening to this, when, when um, you know, Brian showed the Pika demo, one of the most in, impressive pieces of that was a standard video. And then you could, click and change it to an animation of that for mm -hmm. example and, and it was doing it in real time that's the cherry picking aspect of it right yeah. you know that probably took some you know uh, serious work and behind <laughs> the scenes to get yeah, that to actually yeah. happen yeah. but the power is there in the ai to do that kind of thing video to video and and then you could add text to adjust the video that you've taken from a yeah. video input, like right. start with a video or now let's go back to start with an image. And I'm really interested in, you know, the ability to really create a, 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 a tremendous uh, animation of a still image mm -hmm. in a video sequence that you can then post to, uh, to various social media or use in other applications in business. And so uh, I know nothing about those things, but you guys are the masters. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, oh yeah, like so, Brian. Wait, I was thinking a good example of that. Do it or, uh, oh yeah, I was gonna do one in runway. So yeah, just yeah. This is decoherence. No, not decoherence. Decohere. I always say ins at the end of it, but decohere.ai using the stable model. So this is uh, decohere.ai, and like this is one of the thumbnails we created for the show. And I love that you can, when you create these, you can tell it like how much or how little motion you want. Now I will say, this is a pretty good one. This is exactly what I would want for something like a LinkedIn post. It's eye-catching. It's like got movement and light. So to me, um, I mean, I did our, LinkedIn strategy for like two years and, and, uh, and taught it and ran other people's accounts and did all the ghostwriting and all that stuff. And I will tell you something like this is a huge benefit if you're putting out really good copy, really good LinkedIn posts, and you're trying to just add to it a bit, this is a great way to do it. Here's a um, here's another one we did. Wait, so before, you go, did before you go on, uh, uh, narration by Beth, please, for the people well, who are listening. Yeah, so what we were looking at was basically an image of a Polaroid one, uh, being held by two hands. One is a robot hand, one is a human hand, and it's in front of a motion kind of scene of a city and the motion has been animated so the so the front part is still but the motion lines are motioning all right Brian, and like what's this, this example <laughs> it's more of a pan right like people aren't necessarily moving it's just more of a pan from right to left and, and i'm not really necessarily telling you this is the model deciding but then we can look at ones like this one that don't work 
Now, in this particular case, we have a zoom in. It's a person putting a, a letter in a mailbox, but it morphs and basically <laughs> removes the arm completely of the, the guy who's Off putting the. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so it doesn't work here. And there's a couple other examples of that not working. This one's pretty awful as well, where it's, again, one of our. Um, Character melts. It's one of our uh, thumbnails that we use. It's supposed to be Cliff Clavin as a robot. Uh, drinking a beer, sitting in a bar, knowing all things. And I can't explain this, but he just he just kind of disappears and comes back. He looks like something out of the show Loki, if you know what that is. The way he sort of time shifts and travels. That's what this reminds me of, is he just kind of like morphs and comes back again. Um, and I'll just show one other one real quick here, because I know uh, this is one of my favorites as well, more of a pan. But I thought this did a really good job yeah. on this one. That's this nice. is uh, of a robot in a lab. It's got a lot of workers around it, and it did not mess up the workers. Rocket. It does a really nice pan right. from right to left, um, as if you were in the shop around sort of this robot. And I really like this one. It's probably one of my favorites here. So this is – I'll stop real quick because I know you have other ones to share. Oh, you know what? One last one really quick because this one was done not from image to image, but just since we're in here, this was done from text to image. I said my my prompt was uh, a man who continuously gets knocked over by the waves standing on a beach. Now, that's not exactly what I got, but it is really cool. And I could see also the way I look at all of these is I have a story to tell. I have something I want to share. Um, let me stop sharing here. Um I have something I want to share. I, I, I have a, I have a thought, I have an idea. And, you know, so much of LinkedIn, not just LinkedIn, but is storytelling. How am I going to get this across, but make it memorable? So we joke all the time on here, but here comes a firefighter story. Not that I have one for this. The reason I do that though, is because they're sticky. Firefighter stories are sticky. And so I might have a business idea that I want to get across or Andy, you as a CXO might have a business thought or idea or a leadership idea that you want to share with your audience, your growing audience on LinkedIn, but you want to do it in a way where that story is sticky. So you might attach it to something fun, an interesting idea, a failure. Failures are very sticky. But then you might want to go that one extra step and you say, okay, if all sort of text posts on LinkedIn are a bit commoditized, meaning now you, me, Andy, anybody on this, on this panel, the five of us, could all, before the end of this show, produce let's say 30 prompts. And we're going to talk about that in a future show with SEO and where that sort of nets out. But let's assume we can all do it. Well, now if we can all do it and it takes very little time, how does Andy or anybody else stand out? And so I see this as a huge value add if you want to stand out on a social media platform like LinkedIn. If you want to stand out, use tools like this where you can quickly go into, by the way, all these images, except for the one from text that was done in the program, are Dolly 3 images. So I used my, my ChatGPT account for 20 bucks a month that I'm already paying for all the other reasons I have it. I created these thumbnail images, then went to decohere.ai, didn't pay any money, added animation to it, quickly downloaded it. Yeah, it's got their stamp on the bottom of it. It is stamped by them, but I don't care because all I needed to do is enhance my post on LinkedIn. So it's a huge, it's a huge value add. Nice. I think everybody should be doing this. Um, and I highly recommend it, you know, if you're not. Okay, that's enough for me. Go ahead, Carl, what do you got? Oh, you know what? Before I before I show stuff, like here's a qu quick pushback, and I want to know your thoughts on this. If what you just showed, Brian, and you know, quick demo here, what with so many people being able to do this, 
I feel a pendulum is going to swing where everyone will do this. And you can kind of recognize it right now, like what is generated. Are we going to get fatigue or is, or is there going to be fatigue of all these things that kind of look like AI generated art? I'm going to say no to that. My pushback is no. If, if just like a good post, we could all write hundreds of LinkedIn posts today that are okay. Right. The way to stand out in the future, you know, from now forward in the world of AI is you have to have damn good stories, good hooks like you always have, but you've got to stand out with your copy. You know, I copied the other day. They said I almost died in this fire. That was the first line of the post. Mm -hmm. That was intentional. Right. I need something like that to, to hook. Now I had image, I had still images, but if I had wanted to, I could have obviously created something like I just showed. I don't think there'll be fatigue yet. I think if you're listening to this show and you are looking for ways to build your personal brand today, and I'll say for the next four to six months, I'll have four months, okay? You want to stand out today. You want to have a competitive advantage today. Do this stuff. Will everybody else catch up? Will everybody be doing it? Will it be built in as a feature inside LinkedIn in 2024? I don't know. But if you want to stand out today, go do this because there's no fatigue yet. We're on the, we're on the very, very front of this curve. And so there's a lot of people who could take full advantage of this. And I don't know, maybe everybody will be doing it in months to come, but that's not a, to me, I guess the way I would say is that's not a concern of mine right this second. This is, this is just the same thing that we've seen over and over again, right? So if you're mm -hmm. doing something because now you can do what everybody else is doing, that's not going to benefit you because everybody else is doing it. Right. This is not dramatically different from, from that point where like everyone could animate a GIF. Right. Right. And so then you just saw like tons and tons of like, no, no, no. And my hands are blinking because that's what those <laughs> animated gifts look like uh, or new or new or new. And, and yes, we started to tune those out, but animated mm. gifts are still a thing when it's a screenshot yeah. that's really interesting showing you like where to click or whatever. Um, so I mean, as long as you're doing is it well, valuable because it says a lot in a little. Right. right. It has a lot of impact in a few words. And, um, and sometimes they're not always moving, but sometimes like an animated gift, like you said, can be really, really impactful. If I take that and I pair that with a really good story that has a really good message, again, going back and just using Andy as an example, you know, and Andy wants to share this leadership message because you have so much experience in that in that area. And you're like, look, I just want to impart what I know. I'm not trying to run a business. I just want to impart what I know back to my audience and give back. This is a great way to add that extra element and really, really make that point hit home. Because what I do, and I'm not saying this is what everybody should do, but what I do is I don't try to make an image exactly of the thing that I'm talking about. I try to make an image that's visually appealing that conveys the thing I'm trying to talk about. So I might show somebody putting a, a hand in a mailbox, but my post isn't about mail. It's about connecting with a loved one. It's about whatever the bigger picture idea is. My image is just there to add right. to the story. Right. And that over time will absolutely, guys, I've been doing this. I'm not telling you guys this, for anybody listening, I have been doing personal brand strategy for top level CXOs for years. I have run their accounts, logged in as them and run their accounts. And what I will tell you is this is a surefire way to build your personal brand in 2024. Other people are going to catch up, but right now it still takes a, a few pieces, a few steps, and you can stand out for as mm -hmm. long as that lasts.
All right, Carl, you want me to share your screen? Sure. Okay. Right. Now, Brian showed you work-related fun stuff. I'm showing <laughs> you stupid stuff because I just wanted to animate memes. That's literally what I wanted to do. Yeah. So I, love I animated these. this meme, and then I animated the crying Jordan meme. That's literally what you're saying it for. Really dumb things. I, I and, think these and, are also super valuable. Yeah. And then there was a there was a thing that we did, and then you know the motion brush, you can mm -hmm. do that. So like, mm -hmm. it and and when we talk about the, we can you know if we want to generate video, we can go text to video, and then I'm gonna. So will go. you describe what you're showing, Carl? So this is runway ML, and what I'm gonna do now is go with you on. I'm gonna select a image. Actually, no, I want to do that mm -hmm. meme again. Let's go. Let's do this one again. And then we're just going to go. So it's a little girl. The, the pop, popular meme of the girl looking at the fire. Like she's got a like mischievous look. And then the, the house is burning down behind her as if she did it. Yeah. Okay. So still we're, image. Like we're starting with a still image. Still image. You could grab from anywhere. <clears throat> and then with this brush, I can just brush what I want to motion. So I want to motion the fire. And they even tell you on there, you don't have to be super accurate. And if you're watching this, you can see Carl is doing a very like quick uh, brush, brush over, mask. Yeah, he's painting over it, it. What appears on the screen is a purple overlay on yeah. the parts he wants to have moving. And then it's like, where do we want to move? Horizontal or vertical? I would say horizontal going this way. Just and what's the third one? What is it? Um, oh, proximity. 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 Yeah. To zoom. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't. I guess I didn't really want it to zoom, but that's okay. You can do that. And then we just generate, and that's literally it. Now, if I wanted to make it a little different, then you'd want to <clears throat> add a couple things in. Although I did want to, while this is generating, I did want to touch on back to the demos of Pika, of mm. Decoherence. I feel yeah. that that one, that does, it seems to match more of what the demo is versus, and even what Google provided yesterday, right? So one of the things I know, like when you're creating a demo for your team, you obviously want to make sure that the demo works. So there was a demo of an AI tool that we used and 70% of the time it didn't work, but 30% of the time it did. Well, right. what do you think the demo was about? Right. 30% of the time. And, you know, everyone was blown away and be like, oh yeah, can you implement this in four weeks? And we're like, we mm. barely got the 30% and we're like, yeah. well, we got that in the demo, right? So right. I can just imagine when you look at Pika, you're like, but, but the same thing happened when you saw Wonder Studios when I was, right. oh, that's amazing. But then when you actually use it, you're like, yes, but there's always a yes, but to it. And I feel like as whenever people are, you know, whenever people like look at these demos and then you get a flood of AI creators, this is going to kill, destroy, whatever the, the term is, overtake, leap, whatever. And then you get a whole run up of all these people. Oh, but isn't it better than I'm like, have you actually used it? Like, have you 
done anything with it. I think that's like the danger. That's where people get annoyed with the hype because it's it's just that over and over and over and over. Anyway, so this is so remember that we brushed this and we brushed our eyes, and so let's see what happens. Oh, that's not what I expected at all. Not neither. <laughs> yeah. I was I was thinking yeah, that's, that's not it. So <laughs> the, yeah. the earlier effort that you did, Carl, actually showed the flames moving upward, which I think by saying move this horizontally, the whole yeah. piece that you painted is yeah. now kind of shifting off to the left in the, in yes. the image. Uh, yeah, so and she like, is uh, kind of squinting as it goes. So her eyes are moving, but yeah, it's a weird, it's almost like a, like a weird smear to the left or something like that. If you look the horizontal is, is increasing her smile, right? which goes with the, yes. the squinting of the I eyes. So. Mm -hmm. And he didn't, he didn't brush her smile. So this is an example of like yeah. it, its own internal coherence of, yeah. of kind of understanding what needs to happen around it. But yes, uh, this is a this is a trippy, uh, interesting thing. <laughs> I, I think it's a great iteration, and now now we can go back and try <laughs> vertical, yeah, and uh, right. maybe now only select the fire and 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 those kinds of things. But, but and that's you, it, you, you know. Yeah. Well, well, I just yeah. want to make a point. Like for Pika, if you think about how long it took just to do the four seconds, so right. if they're giving you the demo, how many hours they would have done to generate, regenerate, regenerate to get the correct exactly yeah. what they're looking for so if you think you can just do i think the the implicate uh, or the you it's inferred that you can type something and it'll look like that and get exactly what you want but it, it, won't, it won't right it just yeah. right you're gonna take a long Here's time. A one way ml one i did of another one i'm using just again using our thumbnails yeah. but this is a this is a great idea of where i didn't ask for a lot I was like, oh, this is supposed to look a bit like a, a, a robot in a jack-in-the-box, and it never did paint the, the wind-up handle. That was a Dolly 3 thing I finally gave up on. But all I did was just brush over in, in purple the hand, the robot, and the yeah. lid. And if you really look at it, you can see, you know, is it really lining up with the hinges? Is it is it I, you know real-life look? I mean, it's a cartoon as it is. But it's just enough that what I would probably do is just put this on a um, – boomerang like an adobe express mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. just run it back to front like maybe i would this mm -hmm. is four seconds so maybe i would make it 30 seconds in a boomerang so now he's just going down and up down and up in the box and that's what right. i would use for my if it was a linkedin post that's what i would use for the linkedin post now that still took doing the dolly post it took several iterations to get even this and i kind of gave up and i was like all right that's as good as i'm going to do because i can't do more you know it would take me forever to do more then i had to go put it into in this case it was runway ml and it did work the first time but there was still the processing time and truthfully if i wanted it to be right i'm going to probably bring it over to like a free tool like an adobe express and do what i talked about doing like back to front just to duplicate it on a timeline and then that download would be my last so that kind of brings me back to like there's this is not a snap your fingers and done, which is why I don't believe that it's simply going to be everywhere all, you know, all right away because it does take a little extra effort, but like we're talking about five minutes extra effort between all three platforms. Like it's not a right. lot, but you're still going to have to lift that finger to be different. And mm -hmm. that's, that's the difference. Make, make you're the effort. And he's got some. There we go. Points. One is, uh, the reason it's important to add motion is that our, our visual system is designed to detect and attend to something that's moving, okay? So 
just even a sm slight addition of motion with this tool like Motion Brush in Runway ML actually increases the engagement of the user's attention dramatically. Yeah. Now, the question is, can you actually present that in an eye-catching way on like LinkedIn, for example? Does LinkedIn automatically start a video or GIF? I don't think so. Yeah. You have to actually click on it to do it. So nope. that it's not going to work that way, but it does provide a little more visual interest. The second point I wanted to quickly make is that all of these video and image transformation uh, generators, they're very let's call them environmentally insensitive. These are the ones that cost the most in compute. And that there's, you know, the people who are worried about the energy consumption of AI, you know, they're going to be pointing fingers at these kinds of tools. And that suggests that in the longer term, these tools are going to be relatively expensive, not free. But to do a small amount of motion addition to a still image, really, really cool. And it's, we're running close to out of time. So I wanted to mention one thing. We, we were talking at the top of the show about taking an image and adding motion to that image. I wanted to reference something that Matt Wolf talked about in his coverage of video tools. And that's a, a, a tool called Seine, spelled like the river that flows through Paris. And what it does is it gives you two images. or You, you give it two images. And it will then do a morph between those two, a video morph between two scenes. And that is a very cool uh, effect that goes beyond the simple motion brush addition to a single image. And it was quite impressive, the, the quality of that transformation from one scene to the next. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I would I, say, yeah, I was going to say real quick, Jimmy, like, the, what other tools do we have? I mean, I can show one from Kyber, but I know, Jimmy, you may have had some as well that maybe we can show. Do you have any other examples you want to show? Um, yeah, I can pull up um, sort of what you've been doing. Um, let me see here. Uh, I can pull up what I did in Runway with Motion, bl uh, motion Brush um, for one of our, uh, one of our thumbnails as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, this this highlights a little more of the um, the selectiveness. So you can mm. see that I applied the motion just on the data screens. Yeah. So we I can like see that. like the data is moving, you know, vertical and things like that. And we've got a little movement on some of the uh, background characters, but the foreground doesn't move at all. So I, I think I think if anything that shows how uh, how selective you can you can be with uh, with uh, the motion brush from runway right and, then, and know, this look, is our this is our SWOT analysis uh, thumbnail and so it's yeah. people at a desk and then the walls are filled with data screens and that's what Junmi has animated so the data screens shift and what I was gonna say is great about that is that when you start to understand the power of how to use these, I think that was a great example. Now my brain immediately goes like, oh, okay, what would be, maybe I think about it reverse. Oh, I, you know what? That's great, Jimmy. I could stand somebody on a street corner facing inside a window of a, like a business window, picture window mm -hmm. with the old school television screens. That's a great visual perhaps for something I want to convey. And I may actually work myself backwards because you just showed me, hey, I can make the person stand still and make the screens flicker or do something like that. 
right? right and now right. I can just animate what's on the screen. So that's really powerful. Okay, great. That's a great visual image. What would that be a visual image of? What would that? What's something that that would work with as far as a story? And I may actually come back to what I want to share after creating the perfect visual image because sometimes that's just creativity for me at least that's the that's the direction it'll flow oh this is a really great idea what could i do that would pair well with it so it doesn't necessarily have to be the the text and then let me find the image to video it can very much be oh my god i actually created something that's visually really really appealing what great text could i add to that for copy that would work well and pair well together so i think that's i mean that was awesome i wouldn't have right. even thought of that that's a great way to yeah. do it and what the, we the are one... looking at in in all of this stuff is basically a single layer but we know that the ways that images and video get built in like as things start to progress is that you're going to be able to animate one layer and leave the second layer still mm -hmm. so in that context if you blocked out where that tv screen was then you could you could animate that kind of over and over and have a set screen that then you uh that that was reproducible basically with different kinds of content yeah, that's a cool idea for a, a, a recurrent show like the Daily AI show. Ah. You might have a standard thing that actually shows the the current topic in a, in an animated component of that screen. Yeah, well, I can't wait yeah, till I, like you know next year when we do a Pixar version of all all of us, all seven. Well, of there us. you go, there you go, <laughs> a, live, uh, you know? a, a yeah. live Pixar styling uh, of us, right? Yeah, no, that. Or, that although it's going to say I'm bald, and I'm going to I'm going to yeah. get mad, right? you know. <laughs> well, the, one, one thing I wanted to highlight, though, uh, before we wrap up is uh, what we're seeing with introductions of uh, animation um, to, you know, to image to video and video to video and things like that is the ability to have more control over each element, like Beth was saying, the different layers and things like that. And I think that's kind of what... Um, creatives are really looking for in terms of telling their narrative, right? Right now you're seeing individual scenes being put together in music video style or avant-garde, you know, experimental type of uh, film and video uh, and storytelling. But as soon as we can get more and more control of how the image moves and looks and things like that, that's when we'll really see these tools be, uh, you know, adopted into the creative process, uh, especially for film and things like that. So I think that's that's what the key the key takeaway for me, especially for like Runway's um, motion brush, is to have more control about different elements within your image or video. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like they always say, like Matt says, and everybody else we've said many times this is the worst it'll ever be. Right. So look where yeah. it's come from just in this year. Um, and like, again, when I look back, hell ago, just in this at, month, well, this <laughs> month too. Yeah. I, look, I mean, in terms of like really easy, like I love the, I love the, the paint and mask brush. What I would say to people is like, go check out deco here because like, it's you basically you're only it's kind of nice. Your only filter really on there is how much or how little movement you want. You can right. see the ones I share for those who are able to watch this. Like they're, they're not all winners, right? But you could go back to an image that were like, Ooh, that's not what I wanted and move that movement felt that bar down to the left, almost right. to like just barely, you might actually, you know, I might've gotten the robot the, with the mailman to actually look kind of cool 
Um, I just may have had that one slider uh, a little too far to the right with too much movement or whatever. But super easy if you're just dipping your toe into this and you're like, I don't know, this looks kind of cool. I would say that's probably like a, a two step would be like a dolly or a mid journey. Um, get get that image that you want to use or Adobe Express or Canva. I mean, there's so many now that'll create an image for you um, from mm -hmm. text and then take it to a deco here and try it. If you want to try something a little bit more advanced, try stability because you can paint and mask and do different things as, as Carl showed. And, and uh, I think that's really helpful as well. The last one I'll bring up because I know we're out of time, but I'm just going to like literally just show it is um, this company. No, that's not it. I was going to show in Kyber. One second. Let me pull up Kyber super quick. Um, but it's two seconds. Do you remember Kyber was like one of the first ones, mm -hmm. right? It and was honestly, <sighs> what do you, I, I know, I know it was, it was cool then, but it's like, yeah, but we've moved on. <laughs> we've like, we've moved farther on and you're kind of doing the same thing. So like it's get with it. <laughs> this is our image of, um, ChatGPT turning one. And it was a baby robot celebrating its first birthday by far. My first, my favorite Dolly picture that I've created. And you can see it's like, it doesn't show here what it was. Well, it does illustration, glow, soft light, sketch, paint strokes. It's very like artsy. It's very creative. And I'm not saying there's a, like, there's still a place for something like this. Is it like, are you going to think it's actually the same robot? What it did though, is it used my image as a starting point. It's similar enough. And then went on to create its own thing. And if we just right. look at another one, this was the Thanksgiving one. Um, which was, well, at the time it was a robot sitting at the front of the uh, table. And now you can see that it's sort of got this like movement of people sitting around the Thanksgiving table. The guy at the front where the robot used to be is now and wearing the turkey's a alive hat. now. The turkey's yeah. living. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah. look, still a place for it, but I'm kind of with you, Carl. I kind of looked at Kyber and I thought like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's doesn't, it doesn't look like it would be the tool that I personally would go to. But if you're looking for something very artsy, I think it definitely has a, a place in the canon of, of these different tools. Yeah. yeah, to Junmi's point about the level of control you have over elements in the image, it seems like the two demonstrations you just provided for Kyber, it was right. it was doing motion application across the entire image in its own way. Yep. Does it have, is it missing that key element? Um, it, if you go to my, if I go to create video, uh, and I go to like motion, just doing it, like just start, no, it's just, you just start writing a prompt. Yeah. It's like, it's got a two part prompt, which is yeah. like, um, mm -hmm. what do you want to create? And the, in the style of, and it gives you examples. Yeah. Like, do you want a dragon's layer in the style of a festive storybook? Right. So it's a little options. too blunt. It's a little too blunt yeah. compared to the new tools that provide much more articulate yes. manipulation. Of the yeah. Right. If you want artsy, right. there are better tools. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Um, okay. Well, listen, I would say my, my, my wrap up of this is that all your tools, your Canva, your, your Adobe express, your Dolly, I think in chat GPT will all in 2024 have this feature. You will be able to minimally animate still images in all of these tools. These are just the ones that are out there now, but I don't see any reason based on everything we've seen in 2023, why these won't just be built in tools, um, on some of the other tools we're already using, like the Adobe's and the, um, in the chat chip. Do you guys see it any differently? Uh, no, uh, yeah. Canva can sort of animate now, uh, yeah. and it's all going to get better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Well, listen, we'll wrap it up popular, here. Will be a tool will 
will absorb that ability or create an ability as a as a spinoff. And that's exactly what Canva does. It takes the most popular things that people want to do every day and then turns it into a more yeah. user-friendly version. Yeah. I agree. They're great at that. They have a great user interface on all that. Okay, listen, tomorrow, last day of the week, we have on Friday, Aloha Friday, we have introducing Ego XO4D, which is from Meta. It's a foundational data set for research on video learning and multimodal perception. So if that sounds fun to you, I actually just Googled that to bring it up so I could say that. And I was uh, happy to see, maybe it's maybe it's key towards me, but I was happy to see that our our upcoming YouTube video live for tomorrow is the number one search result on Google for Ego XO4D. So I'll take it. I'll say, I'll say that everybody is seeing that. And maybe we'll have a, a lot of people tuning in for that tomorrow. So that's it. Uh, thanks, everybody. And we will uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Aloha. Bye.